Okay, hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the uh, Phoenix Metropolitan Area Bariatric Podcast. I am here with my first guest. My first guest is, why don't you introduce Sofia yourself? Nieto. Sofia Nieto. And we're going to go ahead and speak with her today about her experience in regards to her surgery and her, her weight loss and her journey or her adventure as I like to call it. So let me start off and ask, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell us all about yourself a little bit. Um, 49. I was born in California, LA, raised of seven children. I'm the fourth one. Okay. And my rest of the years was um, raised in Mexico. Where in Mexico? In Tijuana, Baja California. Okay. How far away is that from? It's six hours from here from Arizona. From Arizona? Okay. And that's in Phoenix, right? Phoenix? Phoenix. Yes. Okay. Um, okay, so then uh, when, when, okay, so when did you have your surgery? I got it a year and a half ago. Okay, so what was the date? It was September 16th. Okay, and uh, what was your pre-operative weight and what is your weight now? My weight was 479. Okay, and what are you now? 201. 201, okay. And how tall are you? Five one. On five one. Okay. So, um, let's see. And you told me where you were born. Um, when did you first begin to notice that you might have had a weight issue? Like, tell me a little bit about your childhood. Did you, did, did, were your parents the ones to tell you about that? Or did you? No, I never had my parents telling me nothing. I was never overweight. Mm-hmm. I started gaining weight when I hit 30. When you hit 30. Okay. Yes. Okay. Were there, was there some sort of event that revolved around that? Or? Yes. I had back problems where my five years, I couldn't either walk, couldn't move. I was like from the bed to the couch or the recliner. Then I started gaining a lot of weight. Okay. Because, you know, I couldn't do nothing. Okay. And is, and so that's when you started experiencing more of a weight issue? More of a weight issue. So tell me a little bit about your diet had your diet stayed the same throughout your whole life from when you were a kid until that period of time yes it yeah. was all the time the okay. same what kind of foods were you eating well like us as mexican chile rellenos refried beans enchiladas okay. tamales you know okay yeah um did you ever did you ever like go out and like eat a lot of fast food or anything yes. at any point in time yes okay. especially when my dad passed away it hit me hard where I had Jack in a Box, like, I could say a mile away from my house. And I used to tell the kids and my husband, I'll be back. I'm going to go to the store and run and grab something. So if it was not to the store, I was sitting Jack in a Box and buying me the sodas, the biggest ones. Okay. And he used to sit right there in the parking lot and only be drinking soda like crazy. And that's when I started gaining more weight. And how did you feel about all that? Looking back on that now, do you have do you have feelings about that, or when you were in that moment? Yes, I do. I regret it because I was not hurting myself. I was hurting my family. Okay. And I know I did a lot of damage on my own because is when they found out I was diabetic. I got real sick and I was hospitalized for two weeks. Oh wow. Okay. Then um, I was thinking there were only like simple bumps in my body. And it was, they call them boils. I got boils, I got three boils where it sent me to the hospital and that was signs that I was a diabetic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so you're, so when you went into the hospital and they tested your sugar, what was it? 
Do you remember? Um, I don't know because I passed out. Okay. I passed out. I hit a diabetic coma. Okay. And I don't know. The only thing I remember, I was inside a room, and they were constantly monitoring me. And it, I'm like looking at my family. It's like, what are you doing here? I didn't know. You know, until the point, you know, like, they did studies and all that. Are you diabetic? And I go, nope. And they did blood tests and all that, and it comes out, I was diabetic. Yeah. So when you were drinking the sodas and such, were you drinking, like, the diet sodas? Or were nope. you drinking the regular, regular kind? Regular soda. Bringing the big old backpack size? Yes. And uh-huh. So you were doing that in secret? Yes. Okay. okay. Where I used to drink up to, I could say, six liters of soda by half a day. That's quite a bit of soda. Yeah. Yeah. And that was in that was all just to kind of hide feelings that you were feeling with your dad passing yeah. and Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because me and him were real close. We we're buddies. Yeah. 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 Then I think so all that like messed me up like real bad. And to see that I couldn't do nothing in the house. I needed to ask my kids to help me and wipe my butt because I I couldn't either turn around and move my arms. For me to clean myself because I was under so much pain. Depression hit me bad. And better than having that support with my husband, it was all the opposite. It was all the opposite that, oh, you're fine, you look good like that. Why you wanna lose? Look at yourself in the mirror, you look good. You you know how to dress yourself. It's like you don't need to lose weight. It's like when I started getting more sick and I couldn't walk and all that, I found a doctor. Because in L.A., they didn't want to do nothing for my back. Mm-hmm. And it's like the doctor was honest and he, Dr. Chan told me, Sophia, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm gonna, I, I don't talk to nobody, like, I'm going to talk to you. You're under so much pain. I did everything that possible I could do for you. Except if I put three screws on your back, I give you three screws, right? Aiden, I give you three screws. To hang a 300-pound frame, you think those three screws are going to hold that frame? And I go, no, that's your back. And that's when they said no. Yeah. He denied me the surgery, and I decided to come to San Diego. And I was already using my mom's walker to get off to the car, to her apartment. And I needed to park close by where they offered me the handicap sign. I need to go to the source with a wheelchair because I couldn't walk. Until one day I got real sick and I told my mom, take me to where my dad got surgery for his cancer. And she goes, sure, let's go. Thank God I found, um, there was a ortho doctor in emergency and the doctor tells me, you know what, I'm I'm gonna let the ortho doctor see you. And okay. And when he goes, I'm gonna order MRI. I'm going to keep you 48 hours right here until we get the results. You're not going home. And I go, okay. I was there 48 hours. He comes back. He goes, I don't know how you're doing it. And I go, why? He goes, you have a messed up back real bad. He goes, I want to see you tomorrow in my office. <coughs> and I go, okay. I went to his office the next day. He goes, you're in my hands now. I said, I can't do surgery because you need to lose weight. And I go, I can't do nothing. I can't walk. I can't. He goes, let's try the order swimming classes for you. I go, I'm down. I went to the swimming classes. I used to walk into the swimming, to the pool. They needed to pull me out because I couldn't come out no more. 
And it's when he saw, it's time for you. I give you six months. I want you to think because you have 5% that you'll be in a wheelchair. And I told him, I have faith that I'm going to come out good. And he goes, you sure? And I go, yeah, I have faith. I'm going to be walking. I need to walk for my kids. My kids need me. He goes, okay. Got my surgery, two, proce two procedures. I went, it was May the, no, June the June the 1st, I went for the first one, where they opened the side of my my ribs, and they took all the damage, all the damage, and June the 5th, the day of my husband's birthday, I went for the big one, it was a 12-hour surgery, where they did eight screws on my back, and all that, and the doctor says to me, 10 hours before your surgery, I want you to walk. Because all my patients do not want to walk. And I go, I'll walk. He goes, okay. Okay. He goes, I want you to walk. And I go, okay. It was eight hours towards my surgery when he goes, are you ready to get off the bed? I go, I'm ready. I had nurses. I had my kids, my mom, my husband there. And they wanted to help me. And I told them, nope. Um, I'll do it on my own. The nurse said, no, because you're going to hurt. I know how I could tolerate my pain. Don't move me. I'll try my best to stand, um, sit in the edge of the bed. I did it. And the doctor says to me, okay, I want you to walk like from here up to the restroom. I'm like, okay. It was a 10, like 10 steps. I did more than 10 steps. I turned around, I sat down and he goes, how you feel? And I go, I feel better. And from there, a year later, I decided to get the gastro bypass. Cause did you lose any weight in between then? So when you could start to walk and then, and then when you like a 30 surgery? minute, um, like 30 pounds like 30 I lost. Pounds? Yeah. Okay. That was it. Okay. And, and how did you do that? Did you do that with just some walking or did you do that with dietary changes or only changing my habits? What kind of habits? Not eating that much in like fat restaurants or like I used to eat with my daughter, different, get away from the tortillas. Okay. Because that was my bad habit. Tortillas and sweet bread. Sweet bread. I understand yes. that. I understand that. So when you were going through that phase and you, um, uh, that phase of where you were, you were unable to walk and you weren't able to really move and you were in a lot of pain, who, on days where you just couldn't get out to go get food, who would do that for you? Who would? My daughter. Your daughter would? So did your daughter ever at any time look at you and go, hey, I think that what you're doing is hurting yourself. I don't really feel like this is really the right thing. Did she ever say anything yeah, to you about that? Yeah, she did. And then what was your response? Were you, were you receptive go, to that? Um, I used to get mad. Yeah? I used to get mad and I go, you know what, don't worry. And I go, I know I'm hurting myself. I'm hungry. She goes, okay, because I don't cook. That was her word. <laughs> I don't cook. I'm oh. like, okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> do you do now though, right? Do, huh? do you cook now? Who? Me? Yeah, you. Do you I, cook now? I cook all the time. All the time. I'm all the time in the kitchen. <laughs> okay. That's good. Um, okay, let me see here. Um, so then you went ahead in with your surgery, and what surgery did you have? I got the gastro bypass. So you got the full on ruin wire, did you get a, a sleeve? I got the sleep. You got the sleep. Okay. And what was what were some of the like when you went in with your consultation for your doctor for the for the the surgery? 
were what was the reasoning behind why you chose the sleeve as opposed to the ruin Y or the duodenal switch? Because uh, at that time they were not offering the the lap band. Mm-hmm. Okay, they, so they had a lap band. Yeah, because they were having recalls on mm-hmm. the lap band, and they were going. They were having a lot of people getting the um the the sleeve done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so they were just like, hey, it seems yeah. like the right thing. And you're yeah. a good candidate. You meet. Okay. What kind of things? So explain to me your process from beginning to end on that. Okay. You saw the doctor. You went in for a consult. Now what? Um, from there, they sent me to a um, therapist to see if I needed it. If I need... Um, well, first it was a eight-hour um, workshop where they needed to speak. What was... The good or bad, the things I needed to stop doing. <laughs> the first thing when I heard the doctor, <clears throat> like I couldn't have tequila. I told her, I turned around and told my daughter, "Oh my God, we're gonna have an issue." Because <laughs> I love tequila, mm-hmm. I love to drink. And she turned around. She goes, "Mom, said you're a, you're a heavy drinker." She goes, and I go, "If I need to change." That have it away from me, I'm gonna do it. She goes, Mom, you sure? I go, Yeah, I'm gonna do it. But I don't tell you, you know, I don't drink. I drink one shot, like a cage, whatever. So if I see every time I take that shot, it hurts, then I try to stay away from that. Okay. Yeah. Negative and, feedback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, a little. You try to cheat a little bit, yeah. and you're like, oh, no, no, yeah, no more. It burns, you know. Okay, so no alcohol. That's good. No. That's good. So, but difficult. Did you go through any uh, DT syndromes or anything like that while you were? Were you that heavy of a drinker where you had issues not not drinking? Like, did you have no? Okay, no. Everything was fine. Fine through your process. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then so then you went you went so you went to the consult. And then you found out about the tequila. And then what happened after that? Did you did you need to, like, with the insurance at the time, what kind of insurance did you have? I had Medi-Cal. So you had Medi-Cal. So you were yes. in California when you had California, it. California, okay. yeah. Okay. And so what were some of the requirements that your insurance asked of you? To I needed to have six weeks seeing the doctor okay. but not missing no appointments. If I miss an appointment, I needed to start all over. Okay. Then I did my six weeks. My six weeks. Then from there, um, he did studies on me, like blood tests and all that, to see. He wanted to see how fat was my fatty around my liver. Okay. And if it was too too fatty, then I needed to go into a diet. And he did all the studies and all that, and he goes, your liver's too fat. You need six weeks more before you go into the surgery. I'm like, okay. And I did my six weeks where I needed to lose the fat of my liver. And um, I went to another orientation to speak to the um, secretary's doctor to tell me what's the um, different change that I was going to be having when mm-hmm. I had the surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a big change. I did lose a lot of the fat in my liver. Okay. And they programmed me to, to get the surgery. Okay. So when you were when you were on the diet for the liver, what what kind of diet did it that? It was all liquids. Of? It was so it was just a strict liquid diet. Yes. 
So what did that consist of? Just broths and water? Water and um, protein shakes. Protein shakes? Okay. Yeah. Did you have a specific protein that you liked that was um, easily digestible? We used to or? buy it at Costco. My daughter used to buy it for me at Costco. Oh, okay. And honest, she was the one that was supplying all that for me. Okay. So she was enabling, she was not enabling, but helping. <coughs> yeah. And it, well, she's empowering you because yeah. at that point it becomes empowerment. Yeah. Okay. Where is your husband in all of this? He was, was in Tijuana. On? In okay. Tijuana, California. And so he was living there at the time when all this was going on? Uh, we're, we're, still, we're still living together. And how is he reacting to the whole situation of you doing all the protein shakes and the changes? He was mad. He was mad. Why, he, why, why did he ever tell you? Because he, he was afraid for me to go through another surgery. Because in the past, I had like three back-to-back. -back and he was afraid for me to go into, for them putting me down. And it was scary. Because this one was the last one I got, and it was hard for me to come back. Okay. And I think all that was like hitting them, and then yes. Why, why are you losing weight? Why are you losing weight? Are you like seeing some other person? And they go, I'm not doing it because I'm seeing another person, or I'm doing it for my own health. My own health. It's not because I want to feel better or nothing. They go, I'm doing it for my my own health, and I'm doing it especially because of my back. I don't want to go in every five years and get my screws put on again. And I go, nope, I'm doing it for my health. Not because, you know, I'm over here flirting or his beliefs were like, oh, you're going to lose all this weight. You're going to leave me because I'm already old and you're going to look better. You know, that was in his mind, mm -hmm. state of mind. That it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And then when did, you, so you guys aren't currently living together no. at what point in time did you guys you guys are still married though yes we are at what point in time did you guys decide to separate and what did that look like at the time like was there a specific event that occurred around that that was like you know was it an argument that you had like hey you know you've lost 20 pounds and oh my gosh it was not over because of my weight it was only we're not getting along no more mm -hmm. and this one I decided it's time for me to move on okay you know Time for me to move on, and my daughter came to live over here in Arizona, and she goes, "Mom, you know, you want to follow me? Sure." I came, and I've been right here in Arizona for seven months. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you had the surgery in California. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, <clears throat> how long did you stay in the hospital after surgery? Hospital. I stayed there three days. Three days. Okay. And what kind of, how did you feel when you got out of surgery? Obviously, you said you were having some issues coming back, and then you you, you had alluded to us earlier that, that, yeah, you did come back, and you told us a little bit about it that. It took me a while, like, to come back. It's like, I was walking, like, in the road. At the end of the road, you know, I saw some doors, and the person that was standing there was my dad. My dad already passed away. And then, like, he's calling me, like, call, calling me to follow him into the doors. So, in the back, I was hearing my daughter and everybody screaming, Mom, Mom, wake up, wake up. Come on, wake up. And I felt like they were hitting my face, like, hitting my cheeks, you know? And there was a nurse hitting my cheeks and my daughter and all that. And I couldn't. Something gave me, like, to turn around, and I saw my daughter. And it's when I, like, woke up from that heavy sleep. Mm -hmm. So it took me a while for for me to come back. Okay, okay, and then okay. So you say three days. Um, other than 
other than it being a little bit different, difficult to come out of anesthesia, were there any complications while you were in the hospital at all? Did you have any issues with walking? Did you have any issues I with don't eating have, or I drinking? I didn't have issues with the walking. I had issues with the food. With the food? Okay, so, so what it was they... all liquids. Mm -hmm. so I couldn't tolerate nothing going down, you know, because anything was hitting going down, I was like throwing up. Oh, okay. Throwing up, and I was, I think so. That's why they kept me a little bit longer in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So, when I went home, it was like I had to follow like a strict diet. And, like, I told the doctor, for me, it's gonna be hard because I'm the one that cooks for my son, my daughter, and my husband, and my son in law, and my grandson. He goes, Well, try your best, you know. Mm -hmm. We're going to offer you counseling. We're going to offer you a dietitian. Didn't get nothing of that. Then I did my own diet my way. Mm -hmm. Where if I ate tortillas, I I used to buy little mini tortillas for tacos, little tacos. And I used to eat one or two tacos. Then I did my own diet my way. Okay. Not the way the doctor told me. So what did the doctor originally tell you? Well, first, the first week was all pure liquids. Mm -hmm. Chicken broth, um, bifulia, caterade, jello and all that, popsicles and all that. I did the first week. I think so. I did it up to the fourth week where I already, the fourth week was um, protein shakes. And that was, um, I was getting constipation real bad, like real bad. And I called the doctor and I go, I can't, I can't tolerate this. I'm getting constipated like real bad. He goes, okay, then um, try to do mashed potato, um, broccoli, smashed broccoli. I did sip the constipation got, like, worse. Hmm, okay. Like, worse. It, like, and I go, no, I'm not going to do what the doctor's saying. I'm going to do it my way. Okay. Then I started eating my foods. Sip better than serving me in a big plate. I was serving myself in a little plate. I was serving myself less, and were I, you were you measuring and <clears throat> weighing any of that stuff? I was not or? measuring nothing. Okay. It was like if if I was gonna eat rice, I didn't eat tortilla. Okay. If I was gonna eat something else, I used to take something away from that I knew I couldn't eat. Okay. Then I did it my way. Okay. So did you ever find that you found foods that like? after surgery that they that the doctors had said specifically do not eat because you will get dumping syndrome did you experience dumping at any point in time no with any foods at all no so no no dumping at all okay just with the tequila just with, <laughs> just with, with the tequila only with my nice drink <laughs> only, only with the drinks okay um, so currently do you drink any alcohol now um yes not like before okay not like before okay and does it still have the same effect on you where it kind of um, I don't drink of... tequila no more. Okay. Because that irritates my, my tummy. Mm -hmm. I drink something else with cranberry juice or pineapple juice. So I can drink the tequila by itself. Okay. So it's more of a mixed drink. It needs to be a mixed drink. And the sugars don't bother you at all with the with the stomach or anything like that with the juices? or the... No. No? Okay. No. Okay. Um... <clears throat> Um, nowadays, what does, what does your diet look like? Like if I were to go through and film you for a day, like a vlog, a day of eating, what, what, what kind of 
diet are you doing right now? Like in the morning, I get up, drink my coffee. Um, I put creamer, no sugar. And if I do light, right now that I'm at home taking care of my grandkids, if I do an egg for them or whatever, I'll have an egg sip. I won't finish the whole egg. Okay. And I could have a toast or a tortilla and I'm already full. And during the day, I like to like snack here and there. Now that I'm home, it's like getting worse. Where I get too anxious and I want to be pigging out here and there. Okay. I try my best like to hold on. So if I eat dinner, um, I'll get like yesterday, I did um, bistec ranchero. It's um, steak with potatoes, potatoes, tomato, onion, and all that chili. I get a, a spoon, uh, a spoon and refried beans. That was it. Or in one tortilla. And that was, you know, I don't put more. Because if I fill up my plate, then I need to run to the bathroom and start throwing up and I and start hurting myself. That's yeah. when you experience your dumping is when yeah. you eat too much. Uh -huh. It's yeah. not necessarily a food, but it's too much. Yeah. Okay. I already know, like, if I serve myself, overdo it, I start feeling it in my throat. That I'm already like, oh my god, I'm already packed. Let me run. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then like, since your surgery, <clears throat> do you have like a like a, a workout regime? Do you have a routine? No. Like, is there anything no routine? Just, nothing at nothing. all. Nothing. Okay. So when did you when did you reach your set point of two oh one? Is that recently? Or are you still are you still are you still losing weight or have I'm you reached still a plateau? Losing weight. Or, okay. Yeah. Are you, is it consistent, like a two pound loss, or are you finding that do you have any like five to ten pound weight gains and then lose weight, or I haven't gained weight. Okay, I that's haven't good. gained weight. Um, like I was before getting sick, like two weeks ago, I got real sick. Um, I was two two ten, two ten, and I got real sick. That I needed to go back to California and cross the border to Mexico for them to give me something that we have our own doctor over there. Mm -hmm. And that week and a half I was over there, I couldn't either tolerate nothing. It was like either liquids. I was like anything hitting my stomach was coming down, coming out. And I is when I lost and I went down to 201. Okay. And so you maintained that since then? I haven't waited myself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um... <coughs> how did okay so we talked a little bit earlier about how your husband had adjusted to your weight loss over time Ex to uh, kind of a two-part question how did the rest of your family your kids and your grandkids adjust at all if that if at all that was a factor and then also how did you adjust mentally to the huge physical changes that occur i mean within a year a year and a half you're losing 100 150 pounds 200 pounds 300 pounds and you're like clothes aren't fitting and I I did it just quick it was only a lot of negative people family friends that a lot of friends better than giving you that support was all the opposite way oh now you look too old look have you seen your face all wrinkle and this and that or have you seen your arms all saggy and all that I stayed away from negative people. Okay. Um, my brother, every time he sees me, he goes, dang, I prefer you having seen you fat than the way that you're losing. It's like, okay, I don't need you around my life, you know? Wow. My daughter and son, 
they're happy because they see me happy. My husband, now he got used to, to see me that I'm losing and is like, yeah, that's good. You're doing it good. Like, that's the support I needed at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Not right now. You know, and it's like, I trip out sometimes when he, like, now he's positive. And I go, why couldn't you give me that positive thing at the beginning? Why are you doing it now? He goes, because now I see you that you did it for your own your own health, not for other issues. I'm like, okay, thank you. And I was like, I didn't need it. Right now, I need it at the beginning. At the beginning, yeah. Not right now. But you did it anyway, Adam, yeah. so that was good. Yeah. Um, so then, some of my other questions <clears throat> coming up are more about intimacy issues. Of like, you know, if you had, and I, I know that you and your husband are not together anymore, but, and I know you're married, but separated, yeah. really. So do you date at all? I go over there. Cause he doesn't. You visit me. with him. Yeah. I okay. So you kind of date uh, him again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was over there a week ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, do you guys still maintain an intimate relationship? Yeah, we do. In doing so, how has that yeah. changed since weight loss, if at all? At first, it was like I used to get tired, real tired. It was like, um, I'm tired. Then he used to do all the work. It was like, now it's like he tells me, babes, it's like you're more active and. You don't get tired, and, and I go, no. And I go, the only thing, I tell them, the only thing that bothers me is my tummy, mm-hmm. my belly, that it's sagging, like, bad. He goes, don't worry, you know, pretty soon you're going to get your surgery. Then I've been, that's the only thing that bothers me. And sometimes it's like, I don't like to look at myself in the mirror still, because I see my stomach sag, and, you know, it's like, I don't feel that 100% confident mm-hmm. that I think so it's me because I could dress in front of him and uh, like I don't feel shame or nothing and he goes babe sit. don't worry he goes it's all that that you have he goes because you you gained it you couldn't do you couldn't walk or nothing and you had two kids and the my daughter made you gain weight and all that because with my daughter is when I gained more weight not with my first son. Oh, was, you mean while you were pregnant? Yes, when I was okay. pregnant. I gained a lot of weight. Then, I'm only waiting for surgery. So they need to control my pressure because that's the only thing I'm having issues with pressure. So right now you're having some blood pressure issues? Yeah. Yeah. What are they telling you to do for that? Are you taking a statin or something for that? No, I'm taking there? pills. Taking pills? Taking pills. Okay. So if, I think so because I'm under, all the time with chronic pain on my back, mm-hmm. my pressure's all the time high. So if like... I've been seeing different doctors in Mexico, and they tell me we can't do surgery until you lose, until we control that pressure. Okay, and, and then so in Mexico, where are we talking about in Mexico? Di- Tijuana. 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 Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So obviously, my next question was going to be: Have you had plastic surgery yet? But obviously, no, because no. you were just talking about your stomach. So, what are your plans for that? What does that look like? My plans are, I need the doctor I saw and the doctor I want him to do my surgery. He told me I need to lose 40 pounds more. 40 okay. to 50 pounds more. Okay. For me to get what I want to get done. Okay. And what is it that you want to get done? I want the mommy makeover. So what does that include? It includes my breasts, uh, removing the fat from my arms, removing all my tummy, uh-huh. zip all the fat from my tummy. They're going to lift up my cheeks. 
to give me that body shape mm -hmm. and remove the little bumps I have in the sides. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and what, what, and, and that's in Mexico. <clears throat> so you're obviously going to do some tourism because we're here in Arizona. So you're going to yeah. do some medical tourism. And obviously we do not, <coughs> there's like not an insurance on the face of the planet right now that yeah. covers any kind of this plastic surgery. So what are you looking at price tag wise, if you don't mind me asking? It's up to ten thousand to twelve thousand dollars. And and does that include like the airfare and the stay? Like no. And, so it does not include the stay there. And how long? Oh, the stay. Yeah, the stay, the stay. The stay um, is two, three nights stay. Okay. And if I want like extra care, it's a little bit more. Okay. So if like I have family living in Mexico, my husband lives in Mexico, then I'll be staying over there in the house. Okay, and where, where are you going to get this done? Is it going to be in Tijuana that you get the... Yeah. That you're going to actually get it done, mm -hmm. not like Colombia or anything like that? Well, I was thinking about Colombia because I've been following a doctor over there in Colombia. Mm -hmm. So if I don't have nobody there. Oh, okay. Okay. And like my daughter tells me the flight and all that, then it's almost the same price going all the way to Colombia that for me to stay in Tijuana and we could do the drive. It's a five-hour drive. Yeah. And... Anything, I have family in San Diego and I have family in Tijuana, then I won't feel my, um, I wouldn't feel myself by myself. Okay. You know, and if I go to Colombia, it would. You would be by yourself. I would be by myself. And they wouldn't let you fly, daughter. right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like three or four weeks or something yeah. like that. I, I've been looking into that too. Yeah. So, okay. So then, um, okay. So you were going to get that. Okay. Um, let me see if there are any other questions for you. Um. In this whole process, I know that the scale is a is a big factor, you know, watching your weight loss and also watching the fat loss and the fat percentage drop. But what were some non-scale victories over the course of the last year and a half for you? Like what are some, you know, tying a seatbelt or sitting in a chair or crossing your legs or walking a mile? My issue was um, a while ago, we need, I needed to go with my mom to Mexico. And they were announcing in the plane that whoever didn't have the belt, didn't tie up, they couldn't fly. Then what I did, I picked up my tummy and I hit the belt. Then when I arrived to the airport, I told my, my mom, why are you laughing? Then I need to tell you something. <laughs> That's when I told her. I go, you want to know something? She goes, yeah. I didn't tie myself. And she got mad at me. She goes, why? You know, it's like, the belt didn't fit me, mom. Then when I used to like come over here to Arizona to visit my daughter, cause she was living here before I used to come and there was occasions I used to come in the bus. I didn't fit in the chair. I needed to grab half of the other or a little bit more of the other chair for me to go comfortable then. Or the walking, I used to get tired. Now it's like I could do walking and I don't get tired. I could take a two, three mile walk and I come back home like nothing like. I took another person away from me. Half of another person away from me. Mm -hmm. I feel lighter. I could go clubbing now and I don't get tired. You go clubbing? Oh, yes. That's wonderful. Okay. Yeah. I love clubbing a lot. Did not know that. Yes. I am learning something every day about you. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, okay. So then um, if throughout the whole process if there is being being the world being perfect and and no flaws whatsoever 
what would be something that you would change about your whole process from the moment that you felt like you needed to make that change, that you needed to have the surgery to now? Is there anything that you would change in the whole process? My habits of eating, um, being negative, like there were times, a lot of times I used to buy the membership for the gym. And I used to go in the first time, so I used to turn around and look at the gym. It's like, oh, I see all these skinny ladies, nice shapes. No. Like, putting myself down, mm-hmm. like, no, I can't do it. I used to feel ashamed to walk it because I felt like everybody was looking at me, staring mm-hmm. at me. Was that the case, really? Yes. Some people were looking at you? I felt like that. You felt like that. I felt like that. Oh, you felt like that. But but in reality, no one was looking at you. No, it was only me, my mind that, you know, it's like, oh, they're looking at me. It's like, oh, I don't need to, you know, like, I felt like they were making fun of me. So if it was me, not the people, then Mm -hmm. I used to walk away. And I used to dress up every day, lying to myself and lying to my family. And they were like, my husband used to tell me, did you come from the gym? And I go, yeah. That, That was a lie. I used to go sit in the park. I used to go sit in the park. But you don't do that anymore, do you? No. Do you go to the gym now? I haven't gone to the gym. No, but do you do, you do other things to keep yourself active? And I, I, I mean, I, mean I, <coughs> I know I know we're intimate with our husbands, but yeah. But um, do you do anything else to? No, to right now activity? I'm not doing nothing. Okay. Nothing. Is there a reason for that, or right now just no? Or no, it's not that. It's like right now it's like I'm helping my daughter out with the kids and all that. Then I'm right here like running up and down trying to. Keep the little nine month night grabbing stuff, or you know, to no, I haven't like focused myself to say, okay, I'm gonna join the gym, I'm gonna like, you know, join somebody or follow somebody to go to the gym. No, okay, you know, okay. So, in this whole process, what would be something that you wish somebody would have told you? in the beginning before this that you didn't an unintended positive or negative consequence that occurred and you're like I wish I would have known about that or oh gosh I wish I would have known about that like what what would be a couple of things or one thing that you would that, that you would tell somebody that you wish they would have told you someone would have told you if I had somebody that gave me that support you know the guideline like to say you need to do this and we're going to be there. We're going to support you. That will be nice. Except I didn't have it. You didn't have that. Okay. I didn't have that support. You know, I looked for other options like, you know, and everything was dollar signs. You know, especially in California, everything's dollar signs. Then if you don't have a PPO insurance, private insurance, they don't see you. Oh. Everything's money. So you mean, so it's not just the, it wasn't just the factor of the husband not necessarily supporting you through the process in the beginning, but it was even like your own healthcare professionals yeah. looking yeah. at you because based on your insurance, insurance and your need and not, for yeah. the Medi-Cal that you were not yeah. able to get that. So, okay. There was a lot of doctors that used to send, used to tell me, I'm going to do a letter for you to send it to your social worker and... They're going to approve it. And they used to do the letters and I used to take it to the social worker. Nope. We don't provide that. That's luxury. This is that. And it's like, okay. They can literally sell your life and they're yeah. just not. They're more receptive. I don't regret the surgery because I saw a lot of change. 
a lot of weight loss that good. So I'm doing it on my own. Doing it on my own. How does that make you feel? Happy. Happy? Yeah. Yeah. If there is one thing that you could tell the world out there about your process, there's one thing that, that has allowed you to, like a quote or a phrase or something that would explain your process and all of this and how you feel now, what would it be? I don't have words. You don't have words? Okay. Well, those are pretty much all the questions I had. I mean, I had some, like, maybe small other questions about, like, maybe, you know, do you have any allergies to any foods now that you, you know, now that you're, you've had the gastrectomy and what that looks like. But, I mean, quite honestly, you told us, you know, that no. you, you don't really have any problems and, you know, your diet's pretty average. So, um those are all the questions that I have for you. I want to thank you so much for being You're a welcome. part of this and for popping my cherry. <laughs> that has been my first. And, um, and uh, you know, uh, and for anyone else out there looking, looking to possibly lose, lose weight or through surgery, lab band, or other means, you know, this is a great place to be. We're going to continue to uh, interview individuals who are post and pre, uh, pre-operative as well as soon we're going to have some doctors on as well as some, uh, therapists and some